listening to Phanalysis, a sci-fi and fantasy TV podcast. In this episode, we are talking about episode 113 of Winona Earp, I Walk the Line. My name is Chris. And I'm Annie. And let's get started with some general reviews. What did you think, Annie? Oh my god, that was such a crazy, insane finale. I just, wow. My fracking Christmas, oh my fracking Christmas cake. It just, so much stuff happened. I love that no matter what happened, that Winona was putting Waverly first, that line, you know, Peacemaker is just a gun. Waverly is Waverly. Because Willow was just, as I said, it was not their Willow that returned. I, I don't believe their real sister would have been that horrible to her sisters. So, uh, I, I just, yeah, so much stuff happened. I, that Nicole is now in the Black Badge division, and she, she didn't blink an eye. She was just like, when Doc told her, she's like, finally, it makes sense. So, and Wayhat lives! Yay! Thank you, Emily. And um, I really feel, I think last week when we were talking about how we were suspecting that Willow wouldn't make it, I suspected that if she died, it would be at Winona's hand. And that's what happened. And mostly I just felt really horrible for Winona because that's one more burden she has to carry. And, uh, but this, wow, the end with some tentacle thing coming out of the ground and... Waverly with the goo and the gun and what? I was, I totally was not expecting, like, in the last literally 20 seconds, a just total come out of nowhere cliffhanger like that. So I really, really hope there's a season two because that would really suck if the show just got left there so, like that. So anyway, what did you think, Chris? I thought it was a pretty solid season finale. Uh, I'll try not to gloat too much about being right about Willa dying. <laughs> you know, like you mentioned, I love that Winona made it clear that Waverly is her priority. I've said it a dozen times before, but this show is at its best when it focuses on that relationship. Which is why I'm so annoyed that the episode ended the way it did. Like, the season finale ends with with Waverly getting possessed or whatever. And pointing a gun at Winona, and then there's like the sound of the gunshot, which is one of those things. Like you said, like it's a good cliffhanger, but but yeah, darn it, Emily, why must you screw with our emotions? I mean, she she takes like the character that is most beloved and possesses that character, and then something totally crazy happens at the end. We're like not Waverly out of all people, so yeah. Ugh. It is kind of a, a classic cliffhangery kind of thing, but yeah. So it's one of those things like but I'm yeah. I'm annoyed, but it is effective because like now I want to see what happens. So anyway, it's effective annoyance. Thank you, Emily. Yeah, what I'm saying. <laughs> <sighs> so 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 much stuff happened. I think our list is twice as long for everything this episode. Well, that's because you had to go and detail every single way hot interaction that happened at the well, episode. So, which is what you so, usually do, to be fair. So what? But yeah, the episode starts off basically where it left off, and so Doc and Dolls. <laughs> I kind of enjoyed this. They they apologize to Winona, and Winona's like, "What's going on?" And then they toss her out a second story window. <laughs> I know, wow. and it's so funny Head first. because I always. Yeah, I always watch with uh, captioning, and it says, you know, they're like, oh, we're really sorry, and then captioning says, 
sound of body hitting with thud or something like that. It was funny. <laughs> so, yeah, but I thought they were going to get torn to shreds. I thought it would be a little bit more of a fight to get them out. Like, you know, but that, 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 that well, they didn't that, really show any of it. Yeah. I mean, for Doc and Dolls. At least to get Winona out, but I, I thought it would be, I thought that sequence would be a bit longer if they had a lot to cover, so. Well, I have questions about how they got out, because they both pulled their guns out. I'm like, did they pull a person of interest and just, like, kneecap everybody? Like, I guess. How did they, non-lethally, I would hope, get out of there? But anyway. Also, thankfully, Waverly had the foresight to steal Peacemaker from Willa. And going back and looking at the treehouse scene from the previous episode, where Willa mentions to Winona, I saw something in her eyes when we were at the treehouse, and she's, which hints that she's been suspicious of her for a while. I mean, you, you know, can tell in the previous episode that Waverly yeah, was yeah. suspicious. Yeah, I mean, you go back and you look at that scene, and yeah, so. I mean, even after that, at the at the party... You know how mm -hmm. we were suspicious of Willa for constantly talking about Peacemaker. It's pretty clear that Waverly is also noticing yeah. that this is mm -hmm. something that's happening. So, yeah. And, you know, again, I was like, well, you know, I'm trying to give Willa the benefit of the doubt for a little bit. And, okay, so she's had horrible experiences, beyond horrible experiences, growing up and being raised by Bobo, having her mind wiped by Constance and then in a cult. So she doesn't have social graces, but then when she starts talking about her sisters and saying that Waverly's useless and, you know, Winona's this and that, and I was just like, ugh. So when Waverly says it's not their Willa that came back, I'm like, yeah, you're right. You're totally right. Because it's just, that really hurt me to see Willa be so bleh and awful. So Yeah, she is just awful and dismissive mm -hmm. of her sisters, and... Yeah. And it even got through to Winona because, you know, Winona, she's in a difficult situation where she had this previous relationship with Willa and I think really idolized her and didn't see things from the same perspective as Waverly after Willa came back. But then it got to the point where when Willa's so insistent on getting Peacemaker and, you know, Winona's like, it's just a gun. So even she gets shocked and going, what are you, what are you talking about? Yeah. Peacemaker's just a gun, but Waverly is Waverly. It's true. I really like I that. Like, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> but that was kind of funny how Chrissy called them on the line that hadn't rung in 15 years, and she's foaming at the mouth, and she's saying, I chloroformed her and brought her to Daddy's office all by myself. And then later, when uh, Willa is uh, kind of getting Waverly out of the tape and everything, and I'm like, that is the worst, like, duct tape job I've ever seen <laughs> for someone trying to tie up someone with duct tape. It was like but. it was like a, a duct tape shawl or something. It was just over yeah. her shoulders. It made no <laughs> sense. <laughs> so yeah, it cracked me. That part cracked me up when I thought about it. Yeah, that opening scene with Bobo and Willa. Ew. I just have to express it in gross sounds because it's just ew. Because yeah, it basically confirmed because they were being at least at least a little bit vague about the nature of that relationship, because before it wasn't quite certain what the interest Bobo had was. Like, was it sort of a, a weird fatherly thing? But no, was it, it a predatory it's thing? Sexual. Yeah. 
Yeah, and they made it really clear in this episode that it was sexual, and like I'm so not okay with that. No, I mean even if he later said to Waverly, "I never touched her," but obviously after Willa has grown up and now they're like together and they're talking about having a quickie, and I'm like, ah, it just made my skin crawl. I mean, he kidnapped her and held her hostage when she was 13 until she was almost 27. Like, that's just not... It's not okay. No. And, and, you know, when you look at it from that perspective, I feel really horrible for Willow, but it's just... It's like the ultimate Stockholm Syndrome. It's just gross. But that was a really interesting and kind of fascinating conversation that Bobo had with Waverly when she met him at the treehouse. And that was a really good scene. That was really good acting. And I was just like, what? Bobo tells Waverly that she's not an ERP? That was a shocker. Although I did see a fan speculate on that earlier in the season. Mm. I Mm -hmm. don't know where their logic came from. I I can't remember what their exact train of thought was, how they arrived at that conclusion. I wish I could remember. But still, I I remember it only after I saw the episode. I guess early in the season, it could be one of those things where Waverly so clearly wants to be the heir. Mm. So narratively, it could be a good setup for that being part of the the thing. Also, the fact that... Willa and Winona are pretty close in age, right? Mm-hmm. They're a year apart. And then Waverly is six years later. So, you know, one could make the argument that there were suggestions of the possibility there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then if Bobo's telling the truth, which I kind of hope he's not, but if he is, then who is Waverly's, what's her bloodline then? That's, that's very curious. So, but that was heartbreaking to see her crying in the treehouse after Willa left with Bobo. I mean, Dominique is such a fantastic actress, so. And the whole fandom cries with her because we all love Waverly. And then, uh, so we got more on the family dynamics, though, of the Earps. Because it didn't surprise me when Willa and Winona were talking about Ward being abusive to their mom. Now that we'd seen more flashbacks of Ward drinking and forcing young Willa how to shoot and everything. So that kind of tracked with that. And I remember, you know, I mentioned in the earlier episodes, he's not such a great guy. Right. And I mean, what we heard from Waverly, I guess it was last episode where she was talking about how, you know, he didn't remember her birthday and that sort of thing. Like he, Mm -hmm. he wasn't very kind to Waverly specifically, which does Mm. to me gives credence Ah. to the, the fact that Bobo said that, Waverly isn't an ERP, so. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Whether or not that's part of it, I mean, I don't know, but that would also mm-hmm. possibly be part of why he's abusive, whether that's cause or effect, you know. Well, what if, going off on fan theories here, what if their mother is Waverly, or, yeah, what if their mother is Waverly's mother, but, you know, she has a different father, and that's part of the reason why. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Ward I thought abusive. that was what yeah. the indication was. Yeah, yeah. That's what they're hinting at. All kinds of theories going now. I I love this finale in a way because it left me with so many questions, but I hate it because there's so many cliffhangers. And another big thing that happened in the episode, Lucado, Doll's boss, came to Purgatory, and it seems like she's got a, 
like a big personal grudge against dolls. She specifically mentions Kandahar and and the fact that he managed to come back when other people didn't. So it seems like it's probably somebody somehow related to Lucado. Well, I imagine it's like a family member of hers or a son or something maybe that went on the same mission and got killed or maybe Dulce was unintentionally responsible for it or something. And then Lucado calls Dulce a monster, so it seems like it, that implies to me that she knows of his lizard-like abilities or that side of his DNA. And it was interesting how Dulce said he'd been taking that since he was a kid. Right, but we still don't know what it is. Yeah. Turns him into Super Lizard, where he can throw revenants out a window and stuff. But yeah, because I always suspected when it was revealed that he had this, he had his lizard eyes, that he was like the subject of a black badge experiment or something. But if he's been that way since he was little. But they could have experimented on him when he was little. Oh, okay. I was thinking older, but. I mean, we don't know, is my point. Mm hmm. So much stuff we don't know. But Lucado is like the most fashionably dressed black badge boss. <laughs> I was just looking at her costume going, wow, does that really help keep you warm in the Calgary winters? <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I was like, it's a very interesting costume. It was. It was a, a rather elaborate kind of yeah coat Cape situation. Thick thing, yeah. Oh, I was so frustrated when she grabbed Peacemaker and... Didn't let Winona shoot Bobo. That was out of the blue for me. I was like, ugh! <laughs> Didn't stop her, though. Yeah. I, I, you know, love how Winona sent Bobo to hell and did it anyway. So, good on her. Because, as she said, she's got to get all the revenants to still... She's, she's determined at the end even more to break the curse. Because of what it's done to her family and her sister and everything. But speaking of the curse, so when the Earp Air crosses the line with Peacemaker, wow, like snow explodes and this big thing comes out of the ground that looks like it's from Tremors. But that's a big tentacle. Yeah, that was not what I was expecting to happen. From everything that we'd heard before, like that was not what I thought was going to happen. Yeah, it's interesting because to me, the otherworldly or supernatural element of this show isn't on display with, like, a bunch of monsters and alien-type creatures. You mostly just see it in The Revenants, but it's not a lot of uh, special effects. So to see this huge, completely CGI creature was a little unexpected for me at the end. It wasn't quite what I was expecting, as you said, Chris. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, we've seen that there are different types of things. They've indicated as much several times, talking about how the revenants are not the only kind of thing that's out there. They've shown us that mm -hmm. with whatever's going on with dolls, which we still have no idea what it is. So there have been hints of it. But yeah, nothing like this like before. Like wh what we saw, yeah. With a lot of teeth. And it was, uh, although it was, I have to say, it was a cool shot when you see that uh, shot of Winona running and uh, her doing that slide into first base type thing to get back over the line. I thought that was cool. I was like, Winona, you're so awesome. But yeah, it's like the big classic action mm -hmm. hero kind of a action maneuver. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I wasn't quite sure 
uh, maybe it's just because Winona was the one who couldn't do it. Why did Dulls shoot Willa? Because Winona couldn't bring herself to do it? Well, Willa had her gun trained on Winona. She was trying to shoot Winona. If mm-hmm. Peacemaker didn't do its thing and jam, she would have killed Winona. Yeah. I'm not sure if Dolls, from where he was, could tell that Peacemaker wasn't firing. Mm-hmm. I'm sure all he saw was, this woman is trying to kill my partner. Yeah. And so he was going to shoot first, I, is what I'm... That's my interpretation of it. Mm-hmm. He's like, I need yeah. to protect my partner. Which is what he said to Lucado. You know, I need to assist my deputy. But I did like how Doc asked him, you know, was it a clean shot? And Doc said, you know, it's never a clean shot Dolls or something said. to that. Effect. Oh, Dolls said that. Yeah. Which then, yeah, forced Winona to kill Willa. But then what did you think of Willa saying, believe it or not, I'm doing this all for you? Was that like the real Willa coming through? Or what, what did you interpret that as? I have no idea. What the? Me neither, because I was like, uh, what, I don't, what was she, what was her? I mean, unless she was side? doing the same thing that Ward thought he was doing. Uh-huh. Right? Because if this ends the curse, granted by what means that's ending the curse, I don't know. But, but because I thought for a minute that she was going to kill herself with Peacemaker and end the curse, therefore the heir is dead. So, but. Well, I mean, the fact that, see, it doesn't really make any sense because. Like, she tried to kill Winona with Peacemaker. I know. So. Yeah. But then she says, believe it or not, I'm doing this all for you. So it's, yeah, I got a, some conflicting messages there. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what her int- real intentions were at the end. And then she said to Winona, you know, you can't go home again. So, yeah, I don't know. But, you know, it ended, as I suspected, with Winona having to kill Willa and... um I know Melanie mentioned on Twitter that she said that was, like, physically and emotionally the hardest scene for her and uh, Natalie to shoot, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It but. would be, I would think, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, all the fans last night on Twitter, they're talking about what does it mean that Peacemaker turned blue before it shot Willa. And I was like, does that mean that an heir is getting killed with Peacemaker? People are speculating, well, it glows orange when you send demons back to hell. Does it mean that she's sending Willa somewhere else to heaven? That would be my interpretation, uh, yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, if there are revenants and demons, are there angels? And you hinted at that with Juan Carlo, didn't you? Or you brought that up? I did, yeah. Yeah, so... I still think he's probably an angel. Yeah, because what does Juan Carlo mean when he says, we'll be watching, you know, we we are going to be watching you, Winona, so who is we? The so. angels. Yeah. The other side of the coin there. But then Juan Carlo had that scene with Bobo, and I didn't quite understand what that meant. What their relationship was. Or what they were talking about exactly. I literally don't even remember what they said. Hmm. But I think I think it's interesting that Juan Carlo and Bobo had a relationship and obviously knew who they were, each other was, and I'm like, oh, if he is an angel, it's interesting that the two sides talk to each other. I don't know what to tell you. Mm, we'll find out more. I hope we get a second season. We kind of skipped over this earlier, but I really enjoyed that Doc and Dolls were actually working together in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was getting like, rather no frustrated with them and their antagonism towards each other. Their little pissing contest. Yeah. 
<laughs> so that yeah. got old pretty fast for me. Yeah, but yeah, I like them going into the shorties and dolls asking, "Don't you want something a little more substantial?" And Doc's like, "You don't go into battle with a borrowed gun." <laughs> I'm like, no, his guns are like his, I don't know, like his kids. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's like everything to Doc. But but they also had that great, that great scene back at the office where they're fetching their weapons and Nicole walks in and is like, I want to help. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> Dolls like refuses to tell her anything and then Doc just spills everything. Rolls his eyes and... <laughs> And everything in two seconds. And then Nicole's like, finally, thank you. Because <laughs> she'd mentioned Makes before sense. that Ex she knew something was going on. And I just I kind of love that they they basically took if you're if you're a Buffy fan, she basically responded like Oz responded, where it's kind of like, yes, okay, that makes sense. Thank you. <laughs> but except for the last part. <laughs> so I guess she doesn't think that Dolls is a dick. But then Dolls deputized her. Or something. Yeah. And because he called her Agent Hot. Yeah, I don't know what's hotter. Agent Hot or Deputy Hot, Officer Hot. It's all hot. I love it all. <sighs> but yeah, Nicole with that big gun in her dress. I was like, yeah. Speaking of dresses. Yeah. Winona <laughs> pulling off her dress. Apparently, the Urpa girls just have trouble undressing. Yeah, they, is, they just is need what help. I'm getting from this. Well, that that's me, like, getting out of a dress. That's so me, because I don't know how to get any out of stuff that's that restrictive. And that's, But then again, that's like me every day. Not that I wear a dress every day, certainly not. Like, once in every ten years I wear a dress. But just struggling to get out of clothes. That's just so me. And I love that they always keep Winona just relatable in that sense of struggling to get out of a dress. And then there's a threat coming, because... You know, poisoned Pete is coming in the door, and then it's Winona at her most vulnerable, and then is fighting him in her underwear. And I'm like, oh my god, this show is so brilliant. But so so often with Winona in her underwear. I know, and I love how Melanie tweeted. She goes, "By the way, we shot this scene after lunch, so I was so not feeling my game, <laughs> fighting in my underwear." Poor Melanie. So and I'm like, oh, she looked great. But so sorry, but really not sorry. I listed about 10 way hot things that made me happy. Girlfriend? Kinda. What do you mean, kinda? <laughs> Why, Nona? She finally knows. Yay. In the most dire of circumstances, because I'm like hyperventilating when Willa pulls a gun on him. I'm like, Willa, seriously? But very, very tense scene. Especially when it started when Waverly slid the Peacemaker over to Winona. And I was just like, oh my god. So, yeah. And then freaking Nicole gets shot and we go to commercial break. And I'm everybody's freaking out on Twitter and I'm tweeting, it's okay. It's okay. I still trust Emily. I still trust Emily. She said they'd be okay. But I'm still freaking out. Where's the vest? And she was. She was wearing a vest. So yay. But, um... I found it interesting that Winona interpreted that, that she was a revenant, which people had speculated, actually, that they're like, what if Nicole's a revenant? And I'm like, I don't think so. Which is probably but, why they had that line in there, right? Because they knew yeah, that some yeah. people were going to be suspicious. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, I figured it was a bulletproof vest because like, yeah, she's a cop. Yeah. 
And she said, well, when they, you know, it's 404, which I looked it up, and yes, that does mean uh, it's, it's a riot. So uh, when there's code 404, they got to have a vest on. And I'm like, well, that's good. I would think it would be so effing cold in purgatory in it because they shoot it in the winter that, you know, wearing a vest is also a nice layer of warmth. So I would think she'd wear it whenever she's on duty. Just, and that, how Winona, even if she's been clueless all season about, or the last half of the season about Nicole and Waverly, that she's like, finally pick one of the smart ones. And she just winks at Waverly, and it's so adorable. I'm like, I love you, big sis Winona. So. I mean, I know a big deal has been made about this clueless Winona thing. Like, it's, it's a meme, yeah. but the thing is, why would Winona know? Waverly was yeah. clearly keeping it from her. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Well, she's not picking up on the i6, I guess. But yeah, the Twitter account for Clueless Winona is pretty funny. But <laughs> I love they're kissing and yeah, all right, you guys do that. <laughs> and she's throwing the coat <laughs> on Nicole's head. Time's up. Let's go. <laughs> I've got to say, this is basically how I thought Winona <laughs> would respond to the whole thing. Like, yeah, she'd just it's roll with a, it, you know. It's such a sister thing, though, you know? Come on, let's go. It's just, there's so many little moments throughout the series where Waverly and Winona just react the way me and my sisters react to things. Or, you know, how we just get along or don't get along or just literally lean on each other or complain to each other or whatever. It's it's so written truthfully into life, and it just comes across in the writing and the acting, and I love it. What I liked about this whole exchange, too, was... Again, it reinforces this idea that Waverly is more important to Winona than anything, mm-hmm. right? Because the the whole thing was like, if I give a peacemaker, everything could just be a disaster after this, right? Like yeah. this is yeah. this is the thing we don't want to do, but Waverly asks her to, mm-hmm. and Winona does it. Yeah, out of love for Waverly, I appreciate it. It's amazing, and that's why I think as much as. You know, people are freaking out about, well, Waverly's told she's not even an herb. You know, if Winona finds out, that's not going to matter to her. Right. You know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's just, you know, your love makes a family, not not necessarily always blood. So, And again, that's what's so great about that line. You know, Peacemaker is a gun, but Waverly is Waverly. It's not Waverly mm-hmm. is our sister. It's Waverly is Waverly. Yeah. She's my family, no matter what. So... Waverly and Winona, they get out of the police station and, or the sheriff station, and they run into the crowd, and unexpectedly, Ned Lee comes out, and he starts talking to the crowd, and he says something that I really appreciate, which is not just defending Winona, but he's saying, are we just going to be the ignorant crowd who kills someone who we made her the way she was? And she's our only chance. But I love that because being a Xena fan, what you see in almost every episode is the ignorant crowd. Let's kill her, everybody else. Let's kill her. And it's so lame. It just, that was one of the aspects of Xena that drove me nuts. Just the crowd that just does whatever. The mob mentality. Yeah, the mob mentality and the fact that Nedley said something about that, I really appreciated. And then he makes a joke about the chili cook-off of 05 and... I I really, really appreciated Nedley and how his character has been written in more and his, he, how he stood up for Winona. I just loved it. So I've unexpectedly really grown to like him as a supporting character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's pretty, pretty aware as a character, which I appreciate. Yeah. 
So hopefully he'll join the Black Badge Division, maybe, in Season 2. I wouldn't think so, but we'll see. Well, he's at least kind of clued into knowing that there's something going on. Well, sure, but I mean, he's, to me, useful as, like, the local sheriff. That's true. Well, he could do double duty a little bit. I mean, they've already made him sort of an associate. Yeah. Because they had that scene with him in Dolls. Maybe he'll be the mascot. (laughs) So another thing that really touched me was that at at the end, after all of it, Winona is talking about how she and Willa, and they, they used to play under the trees at that spot when they were kids. And it got taken down by a lightning strike, and that how she wants to replant a tree. And then she says, for my Willa. I was like, oh. So that that I thought was sweet. But then, you know, this whole traumatic experience of having to kill Willa, and there's tentacles coming out of the ground. She's more determined than ever, you know, when she says, I'm going to kill every revenant from the Rockies to the big city. And, uh, yeah, so you go, Winona. But I loved when she said to Juan Carlo, you know who I am? I'm the burp heir. I got work to do. And I'm like, yeah. So it's her making that whole full circle journey of accepting who she is and being proud of it. Yep. I like that. But then, then Waverly. There's that ending. Touches the, she, she pulls a molder and just like touches black goo (laughs) with her bare hands. Never touch the black goo. Black goo is evil in genre television and film and like why would she do that she's the smart one why maybe she's being the researcher and just i don't know trying to get a sample i don't know with her bare hands yeah i mean i don't know what the heck is the black goo like what something from beyond the ghost river triangle that has now possessed her and turned her all i mean (sighs) She's got more mascara and black eyes than Bo Dennis, but it's just, yeah. So that was unexpected, seeing that. And then from, someone wrote on Twitter, from fluffy cinnamon roll to badass in 0.03 seconds. So she's smiling at Winona and just unexpectedly from nowhere pulls a gun and the screen goes black and then you hear a gunshot. So... Who's she shooting at? Is she going to kill Winona? Is the black goo going to kill Winona? Doc? Something behind them? Although it doesn't look good for Winona. I don't know. But thanks, Emily, for the cliffhanger. I just, that was so just, you know, I mean, usually it's like, oh, you know, it's the first season. It's just going to end with all the heroes standing there going, yes, we're determined. We're going to get the revenants now. And you're going to have that hero shot and the camera zooming out and whatever, you know, dramatic music, but not that, not the black goo. And yeah. So yeah, that was, that was crazy. I basically clapped my hand over my mouth and went, oh my God. So what did you think, Chris? I'm sure you had a slightly less crazy reaction than I did. Uh, anger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How dare... Yeah, then it's like, Waverly, out of all people. Ugh. 
If you have any thoughts that you'd like to share with us, you can do that in a number of ways. You can send us an email to feedback at askgenretv.com. You can record a voice memo on your smartphone and email it to us. You can call our listener voicemail line at 972-514-7223. You can also get in touch with us on Twitter at AskGenreTV. Finalysis is part of the Ask Genre TV family of podcasts. We have podcasts for other shows, including Orphan Black and Lost Girl and Killjoys and a couple of other things. You can find all of those at AskGenreTV.com. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Chris. I love this show. Way hot forever. I'm Annie. Thanks for listening.